I can't do it. I can't start. You're natty. <laughs> You're natty. I can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> you can do it. Okay. okay. I'm Nadia. And I'm Isaac. And welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. Yes. That was that, that was seamless. That was so easy. Ooh, smooth. Okay. Nobody I, would know. I do like being Isaac. Do you? Yeah, no, it feels good. <laughs> it feels it? good. It feels complicated. <laughs> but, you know, but it does feel nice. Yeah. I also like feeling like I am Nadia. Yeah? I feel very confident. Oh, that's good. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel very confident. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> you did good. just get a yoga class in, so yeah, you're good. feeling tight. <laughs> you're feeling a little stretched. Those hips, they're a little bit, well, they can't lie. <laughs> like Shakira. That's right. Speaking of Shakira. <laughs> Ooh, very good segue. How do you feel about Miss Super Bowl? Okay, listen. I didn't watch it. Neither did I. I didn't even watch the halftime show. Me neither. So how are we going to talk about it? Because we're supposed to care about it because we're from Kansas and Kansas City won. Okay, I knew that fact. <laughs> I just thought we were we were kind of like, you know, going a focus on Shakira first <laughs> and then a focus on the team's, you know, the wonderful team, just the one that I like. That's the Chiefs. <laughs> Okay, here's a story about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was in an Uber talking to the Uber driver because mm-hmm. he was there. Yes. And um he was talking he was talking about the Super Bowl if we were gonna watch it, me and my friend Patrick. And I was like, I think we have to because our team notice how I said our team very confidently, our mm. team is in it. And then he started asking me all these questions about sports. <laughs> and I was like, I can tell you only one other thing about this topic, and that is that the 49ers are playing also in the Super Bowl. Now, Patrick was very impressed because he didn't know the 49ers were playing. So I was like, killed it. And the Uber driver was like, wow, you're really impressive. And I was like, absolutely, I am. That was me flirting with Uh, football. With football. Yeah. Yeah. So my (laughs) Super Bowl story. Okay. Is that my mom called me and I was like, Mom, what's up? And she was just like, Hey, Isaac, are you gonna watch the Super Bowl? And I was like, No, I'm probably not gonna do that. (laughs) I'm probably not gonna do that. So she proceeded to tell me a story about how my dogs, one of them specifically, brought a dead squirrel into the house Mm -hmm. and put it in one of the dog beds. And it was probably the funniest story I've ever heard my mom tell in my whole entire life. And that. Is how you enjoyed the Super Bowl this That's year? That's exactly how I enjoyed the Super Bowl this wow. year. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that we just... <laughs> so you tell us how you enjoyed the Super Bowl <laughs> this year, and uh, we'll probably appreciate it if it's not a story about football. <laughs> right, because honestly, um, that's not us. Um, that's not mm-hmm. our thing. No. Um, but I'm very proud of the Chiefs. I, I'm very proud of the Chiefs also, yeah. I think. I think they need to change their like whole entire like mascot. mascot and racial thing going on right now. But like other than that, they're cool. I mean, I think they, they put in hard work mm-hmm. yesterday and, you know, the days that led up to it. <laughs> and by days that led up to it, I mean their entire lives because some mm-hmm. of these gentlemen, yeah, just gentlemen, <laughs> have been, I'm assuming, training Mm-hmm. For football. Their whole lives. Their whole lives. Because yeah. they just love the sport. And exactly. it's their best thing. And so, although lots of brain damage. Because mm-hmm. concussions are real. In football. Yes. Both mm-hmm. of the foot and of, you know, the one that's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Both. 
Both of them do concussions. Yes. So, Isaac, uh, it's been a long time since we've been in the studio, which is actually kind of a lie. I think we're actually doing a lot better. We are doing better than we did last year. Um, we are not fully on schedule yet. And so, like, <laughs> once again, accountability is really important. Absolutely. And so we're going to really dive deep into being accountable now that it's February and it's not January any longer because it is what? Black History Month. Black History Month! Yeah. Wow, it's like I've been waiting for this month my whole life. I think I have. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, I think January was my whole entire life. January, okay, everybody tweeted and instead and maybe even Facebook, I'm not sure, I didn't check mm-hmm. there, that <laughs> this was that January was the longest, the longest year of their life. Yeah, it's And when horrible. I think back, I'm like, yeah, January went on for decades. It felt like eons. Because, like, when did we celebrate New Year's? Like, I don't remember it. it I don't even remember so it. so long ago. So um, long ago. I can't remember what Kansas looked like. I just feel like <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been a long time. And here we are, just blessed by black people all month long. All month long. All month long. Which is what we're going to get into Mm -hmm. when we go to dig in. Don't you love these transitions? I feel like I'm on top of my game. Isaac, are we now moving on to the segments? Yeah, because we're going to dig into Black History Month. Yes. In some kind of way that we will talk about later. I love that we're giving the people what they want. They want us to dig in to the month. Into the month. That's right. That's what it has to be. I love it. That's the only way. And then we have Who Made the Catfish? Ugh, I wish we had catfish with us today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Shout out to a black-owned business. (laughs) Hold on, because this is what we're doing now. Any of them right Um, now. (laughs) Any of them right now. Um, Emerald City Fish and Chips. It is around the corner from my home. It is in Columbia City in Seattle. I had it already. But we could go back. Uh-oh. I can't believe you went without me knowing good and well that I would be feeling betrayed. <laughs> Whether or not you know it's fair, you also know I would feel it. <laughs> I think That's we fair. all need to make that distinction more. That's very, very fair. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, so yeah, shout so, out to that black-owned business. Yes, it's really good. I had it today. Columbia City, Seattle. Look it up on your apps. Yeah, for sure. And definitely go there because they, like, are super nice. I had, like, they gave, like, samples of clam chowder today. Like, they usually give samples if you sit in there waiting for food. I'm like, like, they're so super mad. Dumb. But I'm going to just, super good. just gonna We can go <laughs> after this. I feel like we're going to we're gonna go there. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, and then can I get a to-go plate? Yes. Which way we wrap things up? And then we... Once again, talk about how much we miss Daniel in a monologue of our choosing. Absolutely. It's going to be one of our best love letters to date. Yeah, it has to be. So just like, you better better stick around. And if you don't, like you guys, just skip to the love letters if that's what you really (laughs) want to do. I feel like that's going to be my favorite part today. you're giving them agency that I wasn't comfortable (laughs) I feel like... I wanted them to hear the beauty that is this episode before they just skip ahead to the conclusion where we give it all away. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, listen to Nadia. Don't listen to me. Spoilers are not friends. Hey, Nadia. Hey, Isaac. What month is it again? Girl is Black History Month. And it is only Black History Month on one of the blackest podcasts. And I will say... <laughs> It's not People of Color Month. No. I've already 
I've already heard a few people talk about how great it is that it's it's the month for people of color. I'm screaming. People of color and black people are not the same. Are not the same. Now one can have the other, mm-hmm. but the other can't have one. No, <laughs> that's right. And let us let's explore why we're uncomfortable with saying black. Yeah, let's explore that. Let's explore that because. For example, um, me and my supervisor, who's also black, mm. um, we were like, let's do something for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point she felt, because I was also like, do I really need to do something for Black History Month in this very white organization? Like, you know, that's a you know good how question there. to ask yourself. It's always something like, you're like, mm, do I really do need I to do really that? Do I really need work? to? Right. right. Then I got excited about it because you know how much I like educating people about black things. And that's it's just, like, also. <laughs> A month to be excited. <laughs> exactly. It's like a month to do the thing. Um, so I was like, let's do it. But it was like in the process, I watched like my supervisor go through all of the emotions oh, wow. of like, maybe we should do, like include POCs. And I was like, no, it's no, not... they have their own months and we can do something for their months if they want to do something for their months. But I want to do Black History Month because it's black. I want to do black shit. Yeah. Like black hood ass <laughs> shit. Like I'm about to be blackity black, black, black up on this month. But even blacker. All the time. Because it's this month. Is what I have to do. Wow. It's yeah, no. I feel like people, people, okay, so if we just go back, if it's because we like educating. If we go mm-hmm. back to the beginning of your story, you and your supervisor <laughs> are black people. Now, they are also people of color. <laughs> but people of color are not always black. Right. All right. So now that we did that part, <laughs> I think it's time for us to dig in. Yes, we can dig into this. <laughs> so... Nadia. Yes, Isaac. I think that we are both connoisseurs of black history in some kind of fashion, form, or way. Sure. I connoisseur. connoisseur. I connoisseur. I I dabble. Is that a, could it be a verb? Mm, I think it's a verb. Can you kind of? Kind of connoisseur? Yeah, like is it, I don't know. This is something we should look up later. Later. Yes. Um, But Hmm. if a famous black historical icon, and this is of your choosing, was living today, how do you think they would feel and why? How do you think they would feel and why? Okay, I feel like they would be frustrated. Mm. <laughs> like, because if you really, like, kind of look back, like, there's a lot of good icons. But sometimes I like to think about Tupac. Okay, first and foremost, let's go there. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I like to think about Tupac, right? And there's this great video that I feel like circulated, like, a year ago or something. And it recirculates every now and then. But, like, I remember it came up again and I rewatched it because who doesn't want to watch a video of Tupac right. any time it circulates? Correct. And he was basically doing that whole like uh, analogy thing of like, yeah, it was an analogy. He was telling a story about like somebody who like is in the hallway who is like really hungry trying to get inside of a room where they see a lot of food. Mm-hmm. But the people in that room won't let them in. So you like knock the first time they open the door. You're like, I really want some food. And the people are like, like, nah, it's not going to happen. So they close the door. And so then you like knock more urgently. And you're like, I really, really would like some food. <laughs> and people are like, no, it's not for you. They close the door. And so suddenly, like, you find yourself, like, you're really hungry and there's so much food in there. So you're, like, banging down the door. You're about to light the whole place on fire because mm-hmm. you want to get the food. Right? And so he was comparing what was happening um, in that story to, like, the society, right? Mm-hmm. About, like, trying to politely ask for rights, human rights, but, like, that doesn't go over. It never goes over. So you keep asking in all these different ways until there are riots. And I'm just like, oh, interesting. Feels like now. And so (laughs) thinking about all of that, it's just, like, for for him, if he was here, and all those fucking conspiracy people will be like, he is here. (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> They're in my mind sometimes. But anyways, if he was here, I feel like he'd be like, damn, like I could still take, I could tell the same story. And it's exactly the same. Like, yes, things have moved and changed in different mm-hmm. ways, but I'm not going to say whether they've moved like ne- necessarily positively. Like, I feel like no. a lot of the same shit is still happening in different ways. In very different ways. But it's the same shit. Like, it's exactly the same shit. So, like, I'm still the same angry. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like if you were around then and you were like, oh, wow, so much time has passed. And then you're here now. Mm-hmm. You're just like, wow, so much time has passed. What, a, like, what and it's like, why, yeah. why has this still been so hard for people just to be, like, you know, not racist? Right. I think about that a lot because, um, and not even like just racist, like anti-black specifically. Ooh, I yes. think that like um, we live in a world that like likes to call things racist. And then like that's when we get back into that POC conversation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like there is things that are very real to like all of the people of color experience. But there is very specific things that happen to black folks that are perpetrated by non-black folks all the time. And it's like very, very apparent in Seattle. And wait. Non-black folks are people of color. Yes. Because I think we might have lost some people. (laughs) I want to be very clear because people will be like, well, non-black, do they mean white? We do not. No. We do not. (laughs) We mean white and. We mean white and people of of color color who are not black. black. And there we go. There we go. Yes. So it's, it's especially being in Seattle, I think that it's very, very hard to um, imagine. Like, I'm thinking of like, Elders who are still alive, like mm-hmm. Nikki Giovanni mm-hmm. or like um, Ruby Bridges, even who was like the first yeah. black woman to like or black girl who integrated schools, right? Yeah. Yep. Like these folks grow up and still tweet, still talk, still have the things and talk about the things. And they talk about how pivotal this world was then and how right. we're at this like stagnant point where like things aren't shifting because everybody's trying to do right, but they're doing right in the wrong way. Right, right, right. And like that's something I think about a lot. Like it's mm. just like if like, for example, you know, my ancestors and elders are like queer black men <laughs> because that's just who I am as a person. So I'm thinking like Ooh, Bayard yes. Rustin or like James Baldwin James or Langston Hughes. We love them all. Right, we, <laughs> we love, we we love the girls. We love them all. <laughs> we love the girls. I like Marsha P. Johnson even. Yes. Like the people who like literally screamed and yelled until mm. they died. Yeah. For things to like be intersectional and talk about those things. And we can't even get like people of color out, like, non-black people, people of color, to respect us. It's true. Then how it's are we true. going to get white people to do it? Ooh. I feel like they're, like, in this space. And, like, also, like, white gays. Like, Ooh. we talk about it. It's you know how much it. I get frustrated about them. I feel like I don't even know what to tell you. It's just, I it wish is what it is. I wish I could help. <laughs> uh, and I can't stand them. <laughs> it's just, cannot. Like, in anger. Yeah. Um, Because it's, like... If you're a good white gay, it's still, like, you're working really, really hard to transform, like, systems that are constantly, like, we're just going to fetishize, like, black bodies. And we're going to fetishize black women. And we're going to fetishize, like, black things. Because those are the things that make us popular. And then once they're, like, like, coded in whiteness, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden white women get it. And then it becomes this, like, big thing that we get to watch on TikTok and think is cute when we're talking about... Um, what did they call hot Cheeto girls in the like lunchroom when we know we're talking about black girls who was eating shot to, like hot Cheetos and pickles at lunch mm. or during breakfast time and y'all yep. are making up jokes that are literally just blackness like we still deal with microaggressions and issues in a way that like we're never going to get past and like P 
like those are minuscule in the like level of like people doing the civil rights mo- movement. But it's like we're now at this point where it's nitpicky, which might be better, but it's so much more harmful because when I get mad about it, people don't see the importance of it. Wow. I just feel like we should all take a breath. <laughs> like, let it go. Mm. It's a. Uh, that's real. I think that when I said at the very beginning, like, frustration, Isaac was able to show, not tell. <laughs> <laughs> I had feelings. Like, it's, it's, it's true. It's just, like, people, I hate, I can't stand. I'm so, I'm so tired of people being like, I just, I just don't uh, know the POC, the, yeah, the POC way to say this, like, the politically correct way to say this. It's just, like, I, like, I'm, like. Just no, you're just you just are looking for the the right thing to say. Right, like just say the right thing, and that's the thing that gets me. It's like I'm not looking for you to be polite right now. Mm-mm. I'm just looking for you to say the right thing. So don't say something fucked up, and stop trying to blanket it under like oh, I just want to be politically politically correct. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I, cause like a black man. <laughs> said that to me recently because I'm guessing that he just didn't value certain things. Like, when people say that, I'm like, I'm guessing it just isn't as of, like, value to you. Mm. It's not that you want to be politically correct. It's that that particular issue isn't something that you care enough mm-hmm. to learn to really say the right way. Right. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's politically correct or not. And so it's just, like, whenever people say that, I'm like, I just don't understand why we haven't moved enough as a people to like say the say the right things with all that we've learned and then keep trying to learn but instead we just like oh we're just gonna like complain about having to consider other identities right and consider other people and be nice to black people like <laughs> like they're not ready you know they're like really not ready they're just like oh well i'd have to sacrifice a lot to be like right to black right. people. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's like a whole bunch of algorithms and like things that people have like talked about that are very simple and I feel like everybody should know, right? Like the reason why ignorance is a thing is because fear plus like propaganda creates ignorance. Like people teach you that you should be fearful of black bodies and therefore right. when people give you fuel to that, you are now an ignorant person because you've never met a black person but you've met all these white people who tell you you should be fearful of black people. Right. Like sure. Yeah. I love that. Like I, I love that. I love that. I love that. It's like so great to cool. know that there is like a system and there's thought processes that bring us to this like right. coded thing. But it's like what I hate the most and what I think is like very um, real about Seattle specifically mm-hmm. and like why I miss the South low key. Like low, 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 low key. I miss the South is because at least in the South people are over and they own that they're problematic. They're oh, just absolutely. like, this is where I am and this is who I am. Yeah. When people in Seattle or like specifically white people do something problematic, they're just like, well, I'm not racist and this is why and I'm going to name every single black person that I know and this is the, the I went to this play and I went to this rally and I did Honestly, this thing because people, that's what makes me good. People in Seattle commit to proving they're not racist. Every they commit day. to it. So I'm not saying that they don't do work. They do the work to prove that they're not racist. <laughs> Meaning that they go to things so that later they can say they went to it so they can prove they're not racist. They befriend black people so that later they can tell other white people that they have black friends so they can prove that they're not racist. Like there are so many things that white people work to do to not do the real work to then get to know black people and black culture and black 
things Mm -hmm. in like responsible and healthy ways. Instead, they just want to fetishize us and tokenize us. And like they just want to do everything that's not actually treating us with, you know, the humanity that we deserve, I guess. Right. Like I'm going to name, I'm going to name drop the fact that I voted for Obama like two times. But I'm not actually (laughs) going to like stop, like be like gentrifying a neighborhood that's like black Mm. historically. Like we're still going to live there. Right. We're still going to build a sky rise that like is not affordable and then makes housing go up in that black neighborhood. Naturally. Because that's what we're going to do. But I also voted for Obama two times. And so, therefore, I'm a good person. Right. You know what? (laughs) So, I would say, to sum up, um, I think that our historical black icons would be displeased Mm -hmm. with the lack of progress that we have seen um, since their departure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that there is things that have happened. Like, legally, Lots there is things. things that happen. Truly. There is, like, all of these things that have happened. But at the same time, it's still the same fight. It's like, it just has a different fight. name. It's still the same anti-blackness. It's still, yeah. It still lives in us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, things have changed. Laws have changed. But, like, the root cause is, like, still, like, very, very, very apparent and mm-hmm. very there. Right. And that those two things together, even though there are really good things, like people be like, but you're going to say we didn't make any progress because you know those whites, right? Yeah. It's like, well, why are you saying that? Like, And it's like those things are there. Those things are good. And yet the root cause is like still so clear. Like we don't need experts for it. No. And people still don't care. And so you still hate black people. We still hate black people mm-hmm. as like a white America. Right. And we teach that. And we teach it. It's And it's embedded in our lives and every decision that is put out into the universe, like, except for by, you know, black people creating stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honor them this month. But that's, the point is, it's just like, it It really, it bothers me because I don't, like, that small thing that is really easy to articulate mm-hmm. is still lost on people. Like, they're like, but why are you still so upset? Yeah. Because it's, um Okay. <laughs> Last yes. thing, and then we can move on. And then we got to move to the because next I, question. Because we got to move to the next Black question. Gonna, I could stay here forever. We can't right? stay here. We're, we're busy. <sighs> we have to do things. So, last so, thing. So, it was like something that I saw today that I think was really pivotal and really powerful mm-hmm. was that Black History Month is not celebrating the Black people who made it into white spaces first. It's about celebrating all Black people who have made history through the actions that they've done. And I was like, that is what we need to talk about mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Is about the things that... Black people have done and always have done yes. that wasn't good for white people. Because right. the thing is, like, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. he's, like, one of those, ha- like, the way that people have, like, whitewashed his Ooh, whole entire story. Changed his life. Right. Like, literally <laughs> like, just adapted it and turned it into movies. <laughs> God. Like, they rewrite history and then tell us this is how it happened. Like, the person wasn't t- alive 50 years ago. Like, it wasn't, like, literally, like, our people. <laughs> Like, right, like we don't like know. fucked with us. Like right. we heard, we heard the stories. We heard the secrets. Like you don't know. It's like no. really, <laughs> but it's like things like that where it's like Martin Luther King was like really wanted everybody to be in like this interracial like enclave and magical space. And I was like, sure. And also towards the end of before you murdered him, <laughs> right? You know, m- remember when you actually you know lost it. <laughs> 
over the fact that he had lots of blackness. Right. When he was like, "Um, you know what we actually need to do? Make ourselves economically stable so we can move away from whiteness. Because that's the only way that we're going to get away from this regime. And then you murdered the man. And then you were like, ooh, too far. We got to kill him. But then you're like, hey, great guy. The FBI. Great guy, oh. great guy, oh you know, real God. nice, had a lot of good quotes. Good quotes. Good quotes. He, I put a quote in my journal every day. About Martin Luther King. Uh, my favorite thing Ooh. is when white people put, like, Martin Luther King in their um, signature of their emails. Oh, that that's was my the show. That's a real, that's, my, that's actually, see, that's what you call documentation <laughs> of your lack of racism <laughs> they're like here we go proof extra work that they're doing to prove they are not a racist it's like we see right through it mm. but that's cute next question <sighs> next question. <laughs> next question we could be here all we could day. literally just talk about that all day um so the, we just talked about how our ancestors would feel and how we feel, obviously. But how do you actually want to spend Black History Month? Like, Ooh, what do you okay. want to do? What are the things that we want to dream mm. and, like, imagine for other Black people to do in this experience? And either, like, even non, like, Black people, not white people, non-Black now, people who are P-O-C. <laughs> do we need to go back to the last slide? <laughs> Non-Black people... <laughs> Are people who are not black. Now, we also had to add, not white people, because you are Mm non-black, but we don't care about you in this scenario. Yes, we don't. We care about you sometimes. Mm -hmm. We don't care about you all the time. And that is what is hard for you. So take all that and the lesson. I really hope a lot of white people are listening. I just really want them to know. Because this is this is honestly free labor, but I'm willing to give this part away. <laughs> this part feels natural in this moment. Now, don't ask me for other things. No. Mm-mm. But this feels like something I can offer to you. <laughs> like a good boundary setting. Absolutely. If you have black people in your life mm. who actively you go to for all of the things that like, oh, did I say something racist? Let me go talk to my black friend about you need to pay them. At least yeah. get them a coffee. Just pay them. Minimal. I, I was, yeah, I was definitely going to post something soon. Maybe I still will about, like, you know, like, when you harm black people, do not then go back to those harmed black people and make them feel like you have not harmed them because that is work. And don't go to other black people to talk about how you feel bad that you harmed a black person because now you are harming them, too. Exactly. And I just feel like these are things. And so if you feel like you're doing that, just send some money to a black person, the one you probably harmed, and just like and just like stop it. Right. Stop it. Compensate them and stop it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, speaking of harm, mm. <laughs> speaking of mm. harm in general, I really feel like spending Black History Month being with only black people and talking about the things that, like, we have to go through on a daily basis is, like, how I feel like I will heal from, like, what January was. I don't know what... January felt like White History Month or, like, whiteness unloaded. Like, (laughs) I don't really know what was happening, but it was just, like, everything that could have happened that went wrong Mm -hmm. took me out. Right, Like, the white world was, like, taking out my body. (laughs) The white world was taking out my, like, mind. It was going for everything. everything. It was going for blood. Piece by piece. It was just taking me out. (laughs) And now it's, like, I'd rather just sit up with, like, black folks. Maybe some POCs, like, the ones who get it, right? Right, right. The ones who aren't going to say nigga. Um, Ooh, those like, are sometimes hard to find. Hard to find. Hard to find. 
um, who would just, like, kick it and, like, really be able to sit down and talk about, like, this plight that we have to exist in and go through. Mm. I know, like, it's really hard because I'm I'm realizing that there's, like, this generational gap, too, of, like— there's, like, black folks who are, like, my mom's age are, like, mm-hmm. in their 40s who, like, feel like, oh, we got everything that we wanted. You need to just be happy with what you got. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, but we could also expect more. And those are the kind of people I want to be around. And those are the kind of people I want to chill and, like, kick it with. I love that answer because it just made me think about how I want to spend my Black History Month. And basically, <laughs> I want to write a proposal. <laughs> To the king of the world. Okay. Because I don't trust our president, so can't write the letter to him. We can't do that. I don't, I don't think it would be helpful. I decided to address this to the king of the world about, like, my hopes and dreams for Black History Month. And my hopes and dreams for Black History Month is that, like, we all get to make one wish. Every black person. <laughs> one wish. What? You get to choose. And it's like, whatever. You know, if you're like, I wish I had... You know, more vegetables in my life. Some people would be like that. I don't know. I mean, vegetables. It's are like you know, like someone has to make sure that happens in your life during Black History Month. It's like you are provided during Black History Month. So then, my wish would be like, like it's like I, my wish would be yours. It's like I wish I didn't have to spend any time with white people this month. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like that's fair, you know. <laughs> and I then, and then, like literally, there has to be people who are responsible for making sure that happens so like you work your job but you don't have to interact with any white people you don't have to do that during your job you like can still go to the store but when you go to the store white people gotta leave the store because <laughs> you're going in and you're not going to interact it's like a restraining order against white people right and so that's what i was envisioning as you were describing what you wanted because I, I feel like, like that. that would be a healing experience for the month you'd be like oof. Yes, and then it's like, okay, we did that for black people. Now they, you know, March is here. Other things to enjoy. Because honestly, <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I feel like that is exactly how it needs to go. I think, I think it's fair because, you know, like you that. gave us February, so sometimes we only get 28 days. I feel like 28 days without you, that's a lot. It's enough. That would be real nice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the thing is, it's like, I think for me... Like, celebrating Black History Month is, like, educating people for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, I don't want to educate white people. I don't want to tell them about all of the things that I find great about my culture. It's not my fault that That you— they don't know. It's not my fault you don't know. And it's also (laughs) not my fault that you blocked us from these things. So we had to create our own. We had to literally—yeah, we had to create cool things. We also, like, we have to educate white people during Black History Month because we actually learned Black History— not by chance, but because we had to find it because y'all hid some shit from us all of our lives. Like, so it's like, you're like, oh, that's interesting. How do you know that? Tell me. And it's like, oh, you know how all of your knowledge you got in school? <laughs> we had to do more work to get more knowledge because we care about this history. Now I know you don't care about this history. <laughs> right. It's, like, wild. I was telling somebody the other day, it's, like, they're, like, oh, Isaac, how do you know so much about black history? And I was, like, Facebook. I learned nothing. Nothing in school. In school. No, absolutely not. Except for um, George Washington Carver (laughs) and peanut butter. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm sorry. But, like, I honestly, it took, like, I feel like this has been building in me (laughs) since elementary school. Because I remember at the time being, like, Huh, kind of weird that 
the only thing I've learned about a black person. Like, it didn't register till I saw George Washington Carver. And then I was like, he black. And George Washington Carver is the only black guy I've heard about in this whole education process. But then we've heard about other people doing seemingly badass shit. Like, it's like all the stories you hear get seemingly cool, but then you find out that black people have been doing way cooler shit, but they just haven't told you about them. So you just don't know about them. But you were given George Washington Carver, who is cool, love peanut butter. (laughs) Also, I find there are other cool shit that I need to know about first. This is the thing. It's like Before peanut butter. It's like George Washington Carver also. (laughs) Like, the thing that we know about George Washington Carver Carver is peanut butter. (laughs) The man was also an inventor and did all of these amazing ass shit that nobody talks about. How did we, how did we get slotted (laughs) for the invention of peanut butter? That is such a slap in the face. Like, if you're somebody who's like, I just feel like we live in a post- racist society think about the fact that we got peanut butter as our invention for all of the kids to know about black people and you tell me you wouldn't be offended you tell me that that should be a test I feel like white people like stupid tests like that right just like okay so peanut butter test (laughs) a peanut butter test now this is your (laughs) your entire race is gonna be known for one thing Think about what you want to be known for. Think about what you want. Okay? It's peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now that you learned that it's peanut butter, how do you feel? It's like people be like, I feel deflated. I feel kind of sad. (laughs) I was doing my impressions of white people. (laughs) There's so many things. There's so many things. That my culture has brought to me. And peanut butter is just one of those things. I think there's more. I think there's more. And are you really going to introduce peanut butter without jelly? Okay. Like, you're going to be the person who invented peanut butter, but then you had to wait for a jelly for it to find the real match. match. Okay, so I'm just saying that's disrespectful. (laughs) And also, that's how you know, like, you shouldn't be laboring for white people is if the only thing they know about black people is George Washington Carver because of school. Because let's be very, very honest. There is a lot of cool ass shit that has happened and horrible ass shit that has happened to black people that we're just now finding out today like in this year for example nobody knew about the Tulsa race riot until after Watchmen came out which was last year granted I lived in Tulsa Oklahoma and knew about the Tulsa race riot Mm -hmm. those are the things people don't know about things that have happened to black people or what black people have done because people don't want to talk about it we're not going to talk about the Tuskegee Airmen, who were literally a whole entire like air group of black folks who were were in the mili- like in the military and did some cool ass shit and like literally were like pivotal in World War II. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not gonna talk about how the Tuskegee experiment, how all the black people who ha- like were tested for um what was it celiac? No, syphilis. They were tested syphilis. for syphilis by white people who yeah. didn't actually give them the cure, even though they had it because they wanted to see how it impacted people. Yes, which are absolutely. which is the baseline for ethics in all of the things that we do now because the only reason ethics were created was because people realized, oh shit, we do horrible things to black people. Black people have contributed in so many ways. With our lives. With our lives. And that's it, period. Literally, <laughs> period. every time. 
And the thing is, it's like I'm supposed to sit here and act like, oh, my gosh, yes, let's finally give us a month to talk about my people and the things that my people have done. When in reality, I'm standing on the backs of my ancestors who have paved the way for me to show up into this white-ass space Ugh. to navigate whiteness, which is not fun. But awful. And y'all expect that of me. And so for Black History Month, I would like white people to feel some type of way about the fact that they make black people feel some type of way mm. every single fucking day because they expect us to show up a certain way. I feel like the white people um, might not understand what you said <laughs> because there were a lot of type of ways in that. And I would just like to translate. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> just to make sure because I actually do want things to change this month. I expect it. <laughs> and so it's like... Get your life together. Mm -hmm. Stop making black people explain things to you mm -hmm. about being black because they are black and because you are not black and you have no other access to blackness except for, I don't know, the fucking internet. <laughs> so like... Ooh, shit. I just feel like spend this month, you know, really going internal. <laughs> Digging deep in honor of this dig in segment. And thinking about, like, how you could do better by two and four black people. Yeah. And stop making us so exhausted because you just have to know something. It's like, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like, right after you snap, right after you snap because someone, like, you know, did, like, a whole microaggression thing and you were like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it was, like, you know, the fifth of the day. And then they were just like, I was just curious. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know why we exist in the same space sometimes. Yeah. That's how I feel. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, something that I learned about like two years ago was that like people are now calling Black History Month Black Future Month because mm. we're trying to think about what it's like to be black in the future. Because okay. we... We know how it's like to be black in the past, mm -hmm. and it's horrible. <laughs> and so, like, what is black future supposed to look like? Because they're clearly not supposed to be 2020, where black people are still being shot in the street by police officers, and, like, we're still, like, keeping people caged in things. And, like, the prison industrial complex is, like, a thing that, like, predominantly attacks Ooh, black bodies. We incarcerate so many black men. So, black women, black people. Across just the board. black. <laughs> just across the board. But they black, it, they... <laughs> Like you gotta go. It's like they you get a free there. pass. You get a free pass to a jail cell yeah, with terrible. a nice little cot. Black children. Literally, like literally, Black the school children. to prison pipeline is like a thing. Yeah. And so, what is a future where Black people are actually thriving instead of surviving? And let's think about that because I feel like that's also something that I want to spend Black History Month doing, where I don't have to be in this reality mm -hmm. of. This is bullshit because, like, it's – I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's, like, when people are stunted by, like, ACE scores and, like, all these different things, they're not able to dream past what they've seen. Mm -hmm. And, like, we get a lot more representation on television, but it's not enough. No, absolutely not. And so, like, how do I dream outside of the confine, like, confines of mm -hmm. pose mm -hmm. where, like, black people mm -hmm. are still struggling, still, like, like, going through bullshit? And that's the only narrative I'm going to get for, like, black queer people. Right, and, like, literally not all black people are represented yet. Mm -mm. Like, there's not just one type of black, and I feel like some white people think that. <laughs> but, like, there are so many representations of black people that aren't on TV yet 
or like in books or like well unless it's like really niche you know it's like it's very hard to find like an academy like you know it's it's hard to find you when there's only like two black people represented and most of them are light skinned for y'all <laughs> I'm just like I feel like everywhere I turn I'm like ooh just got trapped again by whiteness um sorry I had a little bit of wine and now it's just like you know taking over my mind mm-hmm. and making me just say everything that you know is all my heart um but anyways how do we thrive in the future yes because it's black future month okay let's think I feel like I want Black Future to look like just like ease, like a lot of mm. ease where you should feel ease. Because the thing is, like, like you say that, and some people might be like, "Oh, you don't want to be challenged." It's like I do want to be challenged, but like by normal shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to be challenged by like this subject that I want to dive deeper into. Mm, dig deep, dive deep, whatever. And like. <laughs> And, like, I, I want to be challenged by, like, new experiences and new interactions. But I don't want to be challenged by, like, white people who demean me every day. Uh, okay. And I don't, don't want to be challenged by, like, you know, just, like, doing my job because doing my job is, comes in this body. Mm-hmm. So, like, people question it all the time. Exactly. Or, like, people are, like, really mean, unnecessarily so, because of the way you look. They just feel like that's the way they should treat you. You know, it's like, I don't want to be challenged by those things. I want mostly ease. And then I want to be able to choose my challenges. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just not, yeah, that's just not something that we have right now. So like, that's what I would like. I would like a lot more ease for black mm-hmm. people. And like, that would have to be like, oh, there would have to be reparations first. Because I feel like that's <laughs> still not enough. Well, that's the thing. You know? Yeah. It's like, I think have been thinking a lot about a like uncon- unconscious bias mm-hmm. biases mm-hmm. that's the word I'm trying to find and like how that plays out in the real world and like how like ease like you're talking about is not capable of happening mm-hmm. until people can acknowledge the fact that like what they think unconsciously impacts black bodies constantly right like I'm thinking a lot about like mortality um, like infant mortality rates in black women Mm-hmm. That's a very specific like thing, but it happens because there are white doctors who do not think that they actually need to listen to their black women who are having children because they don't think that that's something like, oh, you're in pain. Oh, well, we don't need to give you anything because you're just asking for it because you probably did drugs in a past life and you're trying to get oh, drugs. No. Like things like that, which are actively reasoning, like things that are taught in medical school. Yeah, absolutely. Because people have those beliefs. It's the same thing in police academies. How they actively say, like, oh, you need to police these kind of areas Mm -hmm. because they're underdeveloped. And they're, what is the other words? It's coded language, right? It's, like, super, it's such coded language. Like, that is, it's, it's wild to me because it's so taught. It's so, but it's, like, so sneaky to not black people. No, we Like, know. we know. We, we know. know, right? <laughs> we know. But we're we not there. Most of us aren't there. And the ones, most of us aren't there. We'll just stop there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not going to go there. Uh-oh. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. So in I the future, say, we ain't got to go there. <laughs> we ain't got to go there, but we don't want to go there, especially because it's black history. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, do that shit. Mm-mm, we ain't got to go there. But the point is, like, it's just, like, 
it's a it's a whole language. Like anti-blackness is a whole language. Mm-hmm. And like so many people consume that language. And they don't even realize that it's anti-black because no one's saying it's anti-black language. Mm-hmm. It's just new things you're learning to hate groups of people who just so happen to be in the areas and look like those people. It's just like, exactly. oh, God, it's just so stupid. No, it's like <laughs> in the future, I don't want words like grit. I know. Like, that was where, something, yeah. Yeah, it's like grit is the first thing that comes to mind. Grit's it's like, so stupid. When people talk about like, oh, my God, you've had so many adverse experiences in your life, that builds up grit so then you'd have like less likely chances of like, all of these mental health experiences and all these different things. And it's just like, yo, so you're telling me that because I've experienced racism my whole entire life, I'm supposed to like be less likely to take my life because I'm used to people hating me? Is that what you're telling me? Because that's what you're telling me. <laughs> I think that's what they're telling you. And so it's like, in the future, I would really love if we could just call a spade a fucking spade and Ooh. just say things like they are instead of talking about all of these like nuanced words that are like built by white people in some academy so that black people can get in there, figure out the words, be like, nah, this just means that you're saying that we, you actively did racism against us. And then that's why we're historically underinvested or some shit like that. Like, we don't need black scholars to go into spaces to figure out things that they already know about each other because you w- are not willing to just acknowledge the fact that you have done harm. So you just make things harder for us to do. And then we do them. Very well. Very fucking well. It's like a fucking... It's it's magic. That's what we are. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no other way to explain it. Because there's no possible way that in... Like, there's no possible way in a future where black people th- are thriving that white people do not acknowledge that we are magical because we have gotten through so much shit that you have put us through. And it's not that you individually, like, I'm I'm letting you, the individual white person who's listening to this damn podcast, you did not individually do that shit to us, but your ancestors did. And the system is built to do this shit like this. You probably are still doing that shit. Unconsciously so, like, or consciously. let's not say... <laughs> That's not yeah, you're saying probably doing that, that you aren't doing it. We like, ooh, okay. You're probably um, doing it. And you probably need to acknowledge that and just come to terms with it. And if this makes you upset and make you feel some type of way, uh, read an article written by a black person and maybe you'll come to terms with that. About microaggressions specifically. I feel like they won't. They won't because they'll be upset. <laughs> ooh, yeah. I would like to spend, you know, Black Future Month like... <laughs> No, that's like one question ago. I'm, I'm supposed but to. But still, we could do it. We how do it. we, we want black it. people to thrive in the future. I feel like this is what I want. <laughs> okay. I want free read for black people. Now listen to why. <laughs> Before you get judgmental, black people literally made the cannabis industry what it is today. These are facts. But they're not making any money off of it. The cannabis industry is so fucking white. Like, black people made cannabis what it is, and then white people were like, oh, let's actually make that into capitalism and take it away from the black people. And so now they own the actual legal industry, Mm -hmm. taking away from money, take away money from people who actually, like, made the industry what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the only thing to make it right is free weed for all black people. <laughs> that and also letting everybody out of jail 
who ever sold marijuana in their life. Yeah, I don't fucking understand why that hasn't happened yet. I think that maybe we should all just fucking stop. <laughs> like, stop doing dumb things. That's a very easy thing to do. Let them out. Very simple. Very Literally simple. not a crime at this point. And why do you have them? <laughs> Let them out. And that's the thing. Most it's of like, them didn't even probably do shit. Right. And that's the thing about possession. And like, once again, going back to the numbers, one in every three black people will go to prison in their life. Black men specifically will go to prison in their life due to what? Drug possession. What drug were they possessing? Marijuana. Are they still going to jail for it? Yes. In states where it is legal to have marijuana, still yes. And can we talk about the fact that they're going to prison for a drug that makes you more chill? Okay? Like, there are a lot of things that make you a terrible person. Alcohol. Which is legal. Prescription (laughs) drugs. Which is legal. (laughs) Uh, knives, guns, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, all of these things make you, like, you can, has the potential, has the potential can to make you a worse person. Weed could only make you more chill. Now, you'll either fall asleep. <laughs> Facts. Or you'll feel pretty fucking good. <laughs> Period. Okay, so why <laughs> are the people selling said fucking plant? To then go to prison. And now, now that that plant that makes people more chill is legal, they're still in prison. Now, you can't, I can't, I'm not a lawyer, but I was going to be one time. So I feel like. <laughs> At a point. I rest time. my case. Come on, case. It's the case over. is rested. So, <laughs> Nadia Mafadon, LLC. LLC. Comma. <laughs> Um, what is the lawyer? I don't even know. I don't, and I'm not, I was going to be what? It's like what? Like JD? Yes. Right? Yeah. Or is that a judge? Mm. Don't know. Don't know. Ooh, don't know I wanted to be a judge too. Like, that sounds Like cool. Mathis, not like Judy. <laughs> Mathis is black. <laughs> um, Ooh, Black yes. History Month. We are here. What's the last question? So how are we... Black history slash building a black future right now on this podcast, in our own lives, doing the damn thing every fucking day because we what? Bad bitches. Did you just answer the question? (laughs) Because we what? Bad Bad bitches. bitches. And it's just like, okay, well, we'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) You like, like, bam, bam, I have an answer. I have a question, but I have an answer. And I'm like, can you go back to the last slide? Like, I just think that what I, what like is probably going to be the title of this episode. Oh, I like that. Our ans- like, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. We have done things that the people that came before us would never have imagined. Truly. Because they wouldn't have imagined what we have right now. Absolutely. And for us, for me to think that, I am the descendant of a slave who was probably working in a field or probably working in a house, probably being raped by a white person to create more stock, right? Like, it was like we were not human beings. Mm -hmm. For me to be where I'm at right now is, like, radical. (laughs) Absolutely it is. Radical in itself. And so the fact that we are here today talking on a podcast about shit like this. Yes. We're already doing this shit. But also... 
what more things are we doing rather than just mm. showing up because mm. that's what that's what white people are like oh you're just showing up and you did your best today they'll tell you that they'll smooth no, sell your face but we're doing so much like we're the doing thing is so much. us just showing up changes the way basically every field works right like right. there are innovators of all of us in all of the, all of the spaces like it's kind of wild like that's why white people want so much of our shit Mm-hmm. Is that we are like we are the innovators, right? Like we own certain spaces and and most spaces, um, in just the way that we've learned. I don't know how to be, like how to figure shit out, no matter what. I feel exactly. like, like I was actually thinking earlier when you were talking, like there are actually, and in, in fact, like because I'm in consulting and like it's there's actually trainings on how to be resilient. Like that's a, those are courses, and white people have to take them. And the subject matter, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's good. But like, y'all have to learn that because we already know how we have to. It is a requirement. It's so like it's just so interesting to me that that could even exist. Like how to be resilient. Like like organizations, like businesses need that training because they wouldn't get through their troubles. Businesses, white businesses, take courses in resiliency because right. people who work there, leaders, don't have that. And they, white people, have decided that, like, that, they're like, oh, well, we must teach them. They've never had to deal with it. But they should, they're still good leaders. Now, notice how there aren't a lot of black leaders. We're, we're fucking resilient. But like we're still not in that position, even though the people who are in those positions don't have all the all of the qualifications, which is resiliency. And so they created a course to right. to teach them. I just I find it extremely fascinating and fucking anti-black. <laughs> and those companies will not actually create spaces where it is equitable for people of color. I'm saying people of color to thrive. In those spaces Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they are white. And then the fact that those people of color's resiliency is not enough for them to actually get through the door. And so they have to teach white people how to be resilient instead of actually hiring resilient staff members. So there we are. I love that. I love us. I think that this is going to be a really good month. I... Really want to spend a lot of intentional time with my black community. Mm-hmm. So many people, which so is great. People. That feels so good. That's yes. the one thing I like, like really, really appreciate about living in Seattle. Because like I try to, I try to give my, especially during these months that are winter and awful. I try to give myself reasons I do love being here, mm-hmm. and it's like my black community is popping. I love them, yeah. and it like feels really good, and it grows over time. And that feels nice. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to just, you know, love this month. Nadia. Isaac. So, who made the catfish? Okay, I'm not going to lie. It was a friend of ours. Uh (laughs) And that friend is... Creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It felt like reading Rainbow, where it was like, I have a friend. And, you know, you learn something new from that friend, and that friend is just a concept. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we're doing today on the Table Podcast. Um, Due to our ingenuity. 
Yes, that's how we do this. We have one of the blackest questions <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Just one of them. Now Just there are lots. But this, so and, and you can feel free to send, send us your blackest question. Oh my gosh, please send us blackass questions we're gonna, to answer. I'm, we're going to use that to post this episode because I yes. want people to tell us their blackest question because that's like just that. a great exercise but anyways here is one and the question is do you miss Chingy? <laughs> so <laughs> Chingy Ooh. did some bops. Excellent excellent musical talent. <laughs> I'm just like thinking about the songs that Chingy did. I don't have to think because Anytime, anytime I am about to put on a pair of jeans. Actually, no, it's not while I'm, it's like while I'm doing it. I always think, damn, girl, how you get all of that in them jeans, them jeans. And I literally, I like start to put them on and then I like jump up and down just to get them on. You must have had to wiggle all around <laughs> just to get them on. And because I think about that, I do those things to see if it'll make getting the jeans on more effective. <laughs> Because, you know, I got a big booty. This is true. Now, this may be news to people who aren't paying attention. But, like, getting jeans on, I feel like, is a process because I like to wiggle to get the right fit. Like, it's got to be in the right spot. Yes. And then, like, zip up, you know, whatever. So, like, it, you know, there's a feeling to it. And so after I heard that song, I was like, maybe this is the code <laughs> to getting these jeans on. And I heard that song when I was a child, like, very, very young. Chinky was a... Like iconic very young, in like, like 1999. <laughs> I'm like, that seems right. Yeah. And since then, every time I put on jeans, I think of Chingy. Mm. He's had that impact on my life. Now tell me the impact on yours. So there's this video game that I had when I was a youth. Mm. Um, it was called Dance Central. It was one of those games on, I think it was on Xbox. Okay. And so you had like the Xbox Connect where it could view you and mm -hmm. you danced and it I like, like that. saw you. I like that a lot. Right there, <laughs> because it was there. Yeah. Right there. Two R's, I believe. T H U R. If I'm not mistaken, but I can be corrected. Was my favorite song on there. And like you had to do like the um heel toe and the chicken head and like all these little da little dance moves to get <laughs> points. And I would be like right there, right there. Oh my God. I like, actually get a yeah. switch and you walk love in. that. And I'm pretty love sure that. that was the moment that I realized I was a little queer. Like it was just like I hit that switch switch in your walk and make it stir. I hit it a little hard. I hit it a little hard. And Chingy brought us that. Chingy, Chingy brought, us brought us Isaac Sanders. Clarity. <laughs> Chingy <laughs> brought us clarity. Chingy brought us who we've come to love today. Right. Wow. The Honestly, the fact that that was your Chingy moment makes me love Chingy even more. <laughs> it has touched me where I didn't think Chingy could go. Uh, are you sure? Because I think Chingy could go there. Chingy just like, every day you find something to be grateful about Chingy. And... Uh, Wow, we are blessed on this day. I think that we should expand this question further mm, okay. to 9-9 to the 2000s mm -hmm, mm -hmm. songs. So yeah. anything from like, I think my pivotal rap music, black music stage yeah. was like, of course, back that ass up. But that was like yeah. when I was older. Like I felt that in college. I feel like I felt, everyone felt that in college. <laughs> but I'm thinking specifically of like Hurricane Chris, A-Bay-Bay. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> These are like the so- It's so funny because I just, wa- I consumed a lot of music by like watching different channels like MTV. Mm-hmm. And so that was because like my parents like, like were cool with me watching a lot of TV. So I watched a lot of TV and there were no like, they didn't restrict what I watched. So I like, that's where I took in all of the hip hop and then I had an older brother who liked hip hop. So like mm-hmm. I listened to what he listened to and my parents were like, whatever, if he's listening to it, like she's going to listen anyway. So like they, yeah. they didn't really care about like censoring any of it or whatever. But it's just like so funny because A Bay Bay was a song I watched like in the living room a lot like watching the music video right? and like dancing along hey, and like baby. me and my sisters would like make fun of each other when we sang it because it's like why is this dude saying hey baby hey baby but it was a hit <laughs> it was a bop it was a hit hey baby was one of the songs um cyclone <laughs> with a body like <laughs> a cyclone that was a bop um, Anybody Boy. who's been to a club knows that song because you spend your body in because cyclone. that's like a that's like a proper club song you know what I mean it's like this is my opportunity to spin my body like a cyclone. Like, you can't spin your body like a cyclone at a dive bar. No, you, no. Can't. you have to do You can't do it at, like, a potluck. <laughs> depending on the potluck. I mean, I depending think... Depending on the potluck. Depending on the potluck. We've been to some um, just say, POC like, brunches that I was that trying to identify it. with the audiences who would know. I mean, POC game. brunch, we would spin our body like a cyclone. POC and not Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. Like, there were black people. <laughs> There's black people there. And... People of, color. people of color. Lots of colors. Different colors. Can you paint, paint with, with all, all the colors? Shut up! <laughs> of the wind. <laughs> I hated that. I hated ah, that. I hated we, that so much. We know that. Mm-hmm. That that film. Yes, Pocahontas. <laughs> that film. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, mm-hmm. yes. It's yes, when we watched. What other <laughs> extremely black songs did we have in the 2000s? I feel like, okay, let's think. Ring- oh, um, um, that's, <laughs> I don't even know what it's called, but I only know it because I literally can picture myself in, as a, as a youth, like singing in my living room, North Carolina, come on and raise up, take your shirt off, twist it around your head, head like, like a, a helicopter. helicopter. Hey. <laughs> like, that song is. That was Nelly. No, that's a nigga nigga. No, that was not Nelly. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. The 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 song that you probably know is a Nelly version of it. The s- no, I didn't know a Nelly version of it because. Oh but I'm older than you, so I swear I did not know a Nelly version. I swear of that to song. God, that's Nelly. Don't I do swear. that. That's Don't from swear to Nellyville. Her. <laughs> I, it's Don't from swear Nellyville. To her. You can't tell me that it's not okay, a Nelly song. Hold on, hold, hold on. That's Nellyville. That's Nellyville. That is Nelly. <laughs> I know my Missouri like, rappers. Hold on. It's Petey Pablo. Oh, damn. <laughs> because a girl remembers his face. I just don't remember his name. Once again, I was a youth. I didn't even know what I was. It was this was like regular music to be on on my TV. So it's so funny because why would I know that song? And it was just like, I just watched it like on MTV every day. I hate that. Black people who like were just waving shirts around their head, I would grab a shirt <laughs> to raise it around my head, kind of like a helicopter. Now that's how I learned simile. Excuse <laughs> me. People like to say that it's not <laughs> educational. Yes, it is. It is all educational. That was that's, that's poetry for those of you who don't know simile. Which all rap music is poetry. It's oh, it's literally so iconic. Good. It's so good. So good. You can't tell me anything different. That's right. Um, Any other black songs? Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> just, like, thinking like the Rolodex of songs. Like Soldier Boy, of course. Absolutely. Like, crank that Soldier Boy was like a thing. All those crank that. Let's talk about it. 
Crank that. Oh, crank that. So there was okay. Crank That Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. That was the original. Yes. Crank that Spider Man. <laughs> crank that SpongeBob. Crank that Batman. Dumb. Crank that <laughs> so, Superman. Dumb. Crank that. I remember there was one. I think there was a Crank That Hello Kitty. There was a multitude of videos, and I knew every single dance because like that. that is who I was in middle school. I like that. I like that. that that's who you were. That's who I was. And that, that it's not who you are. I think it's still me because I mean, <laughs> I'm I'd kidding. be like, the young people be doing the renegade on the TikToks. To be like renegade, yeah, 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 renegade. Yeah, yeah. I know that dance because I just want to be hip. That's who you are. I, <laughs> that's see, who I am. I'm not hip. <laughs> I, just I need Isaac and the youth <laughs> to help me, um, because I, yeah, the only the only time I was hip was when like the things I liked were what was in. <laughs> Like it literally lined up well. It was like, oh, I'm hit because this is this is actually my interest right now. Right. But now that like other things, like like just other things that I'm just not interested in, I'm just like, man, I guess I don't want to be hip that bad because <laughs> I just don't want to learn about them. But um, but when I do, I get really excited because I feel like I'm included. Right, like that's nice. Yeah. Um, do you remember um, past the Cavassier <laughs> with Busta Let's- and Pharrell? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I, what is so funny is that like we were not adults. That's everybody song. sing now. It's like in as a kid, Pest you're just like it's like why are you saying that? And I honestly had no idea what that was. Mm-mm, no idea. I was like Cavassier. That's a word I can say. Cavassier. Cavassier. <laughs> Thinking like, I was sophisticated. Right. It was like candy shop. Well, who sang that? I'll take you to the, the candy, candy shop. shop. Oh, that was so inappropriate. And I sang every word of it. Back of the bus. I was on every the back of the bus living my best life. Word. Like, um, what? You remember that? Oh, I don't know if I want to go there. It was a Lil Wayne song. <gasps> the Lick You Like a Lollipop. That was a bop. That song was in high school. Early high school for me, like early. I was in middle school. school. And I remember one kid saying it to me in French class. Ew, in French? No, it was in English. I would have loved this that. guy. <laughs> nobody knew what he was doing in French class. All he did was speak English. And so, <laughs> nice guy spoke a lot of English. It was a French class, uh, and he sang that song to me one day, and I was like, "Ew." <laughs> I was I was traumatized because I actually knew what it meant, <laughs> and he was singing it like. Anyways, it was just not. It was not a moment that I actually want to share with all of the listeners. <laughs> I just in French class. In French, people need to have better classes in public what? schools. Like, okay. I'm like allowing that to happen. We're singing that song. Yeah, no, there were a lot of um, good black songs. So many, so many. There was some before that. I mean, Whitney oh, Hughes, a lot like, more before. We could that. talk about Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, all the girls, um, Luther Vandross, <laughs> Jill <laughs> Scott. Mary J. Ooh. Blige, Mary who we have is, seen. Mary is quite the lady. Yeah. It, it's, like, black music is, like, I, I was telling somebody at work the other day, it was like, black people have created music. And they were like, no, they haven't. I'm like, can you explain to me but anything like, that's out of blues Everything. black? Um, hello, have you heard jazz before? <laughs> right, like. It's like a whole fucking genre is black. Hip-hop. Black. That's black. R&B, black. black. Good country singers are black. Pop, black. black. Like, oh, classical music. Actually, it could be black. We just don't know because all the white people be stealing. You know stealing colonizers be shit. stealing shit. You know Elvis, black. Very black. <laughs> like, that man really was just All that music like, was black. 
He was like, ooh, let me figure let out me how to steal. do this thing with my legs. Hold up. I went to a black bar and saw this. Let me try it one more time in public. Let see me if steal from like these it. black women. Just take their music mm-hmm. and make it mine. Actual the, songs. Whole songs. Right. If you ask the Beatles who they found like all of their musical taste from, it's all black musicians. Black. From America. It's always black. Your favorite gif or gif is probably black. It's black. It's usually Nene Leakes, who is hella black. It's always Nene Leakes. (laughs) Let's be very clear about (laughs) that. Like, the fact that you said that and I thought that meant that it is always. It's it's always That is how I use data. Because, like, it's Nene Leakes. Nene Um, Leakes. It's literally Nene Leakes. It's only Nene Leakes. And and sometimes, (laughs) and sometimes, for those of you who are thinking, no, not all black people. Yeah, sometimes y'all send that Mariah Carey, I don't know her. Also black. Oh, she light skin, no. but she black. She black, black. So, mm-mm. <laughs> all I want for you, all Y'all, I want for Christmas, Christmas is, is black people. Always black. <laughs> always black. I'm rooting for Don't everyone black. Me. Come on, Issa Rae. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and um, April 12th, Insecure comes back. That's my birthday. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to watch it. <laughs> On my birthday. And then also celebrate. So there's lots of things. We gotta celebrate by watching Insecure because we love blackness. Cannot wait (laughs) for that. Okay. I feel like the catfish has been made. We cooked it. We ate it. We ate it and cooked it. Mm. Sizzled. Hey, Nadia. Yes, Isaac. So... We're going to tell a story. Is this ASMR? Yes, we always talk about how we're going to do ASMR. That's okay. all we're going to do it now. Okay. When we're talking about our dearly beloved Daniel. Daniel. Yes. Okay, so for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that's can't, not right. That's I not can't. right. That's not right. It like feels we weird telling stories like that because, I don't know, it feels just like... <laughs> A little bit weird, dirty. <laughs> you know, ASMR. ASMR. Wow, ASMR. <laughs> I, I don't know. ASMR. 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 Not asthma. Very different. Asthma. Very serious. This is asthma. Asthma. Asthma is um, the like I don't like listening to it because it sounds dirty I to me. I love listening. It to really ASMR. it like makes me tingle in a way that I can't focus. It's really weird. Anyway, what's uh, the point? Point is, we got to write our love letter to Daniel, and I just feel like I'm gonna start because this has been on my heart. Yes, dear Daniel, <laughs> I'm writing this in my red. Fuzzy pajamas. Mm-hmm. Hoping that you're also wearing your red fuzzy pajamas. Because we have matching pajamas. Because I remember the good old days where we would go shopping together, pick out matching pajama sets, and, you know, just talk about the podcast. <laughs> just casual, our relationship. Um, and so I am writing to say that I miss you dearly. And. You know. It's just been too long. I think that you are off living your best life, being a fashion icon. Fashion. And also amazing podcast editor who continues to 
like pave the way mm. for all people to be their best selves. Speak on it. And let us do the things that we do in this podcast, which is basically nonsense until we drop nuggets of wisdom constantly. Constantly. All the time. All the time. We're geniuses. And you know that. Mm. And we know that you <laughs> love us dearly. Yes, you do. And this is why we're sending you this letter. This letter. Because, once again, we miss you immensely. <laughs> and I'm sorry I never returned your lipstick. I can't believe <laughs> you never gave that back to Daniel. <laughs> I didn't know we had this to work out. We'll take it offline. <laughs> I just feel like I was here pouring out my heart and soul to Ms. Daniel. Ms. Daniel. Ms. Daniel. <laughs> you know, kind of like Ms. Hill. Ms. Hill. That was my reference. I just wanted people to get it. I didn't want it to leave it. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, and you just walk away with her items like that. It just <laughs> doesn't feel very nice. I just feel like to sum up. Mm-hmm. P.S. P.S. Come on, a P.S. Thank you for recording our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we really love today's look Mm. because that pink fanny pack is off the chain. XOXO. Nadia. And Isaac. Extra kisses. <laughs> so cute. Very cute. I always loving it. Yeah. Daniel loves our letters. I know that for a fact. Honestly, that was the most creative letter we've ever <laughs> written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like y'all think we're playing. <laughs> no. This is the truth that we exist. That that was yeah, that was our hearts and souls. Um mm-hmm. flowers, any flowers. I'd like to give some flowers to my dad who had a birth. Day. Shout out to Daddy's birthday, <laughs> like, January thirty first. I appreciate probably the same people who listen to this podcast also reacted to my Instagram story of my dad dancing. I loved that video with my mom. Um, that was one of that was like my most valuable content, mm. and the ones who reached out <laughs> and gave it a proper laughing emoji. I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> flowers, funny. flowers to all of them as well, including. Gilbert Amafadon, my father. Yes. Um, flowers to, okay, it's Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So I got a shout out to my Aquarians. So we got Leslie Potts. Yes, we do. Leslie Potts is the best roommate in the whole entire world. She's the best roommate. In, she's not even mine. But right. I, I feel she's it cool too. I feel it too. She out here. She's doing <laughs> stuff like I was actively dying. And Leslie was like, Active, I got actively. you some tea. Like, I got you some tea. Yeah. I got you some herbs. I got you the thing. She always she, she kept me together. Healing items. Because I was, I was actively dying. Mm. Um, another Aquarian that I would like to shout out, yes. Sam Ahmed. Yes, I just saw him in his new home, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Because she Brady. Oh, and um, I got to see Sam dance on Saturday night because it was like, and it was like a decades themed event. And Sam had the 90s. And so, like, 90s music, including Ms. Mariah Carey. And it was phenomenal. Yes. I was like proud because I had a friend with me. So, like, they were watching Sam too because they didn't know Sam. But, like, you know, when you have a friend, you're like, I'm biased, but they're amazing. But then I was like watching my friend secretly and watching them watch Sam. And they were in their eyes, they were like, they're amazing. Right. And I'm like, that's right, Sam. 
Mm-hmm. You like light up my dancing world. Yeah, Sam is iconic, and I miss him every day. <laughs> um, go. Gotta go to LA. If you are in the LA area, you should go see Sam do things. And just like send him money. Yeah, and honestly, like, like that's like nice because like doing doing their job every day. Right, and they have Probably like dance classes paid. that you can pay for. That you Ooh, can take go take lessons. To. Go take lessons in LA for Sam because Sam is actually one of the best choreographers in the whole entire world and this is yeah. not an exaggeration like I am not playing games here I don't like, like that to is play a real games. thing they're not fun for me um more flowers for I think Aquarius's? Mm-hmm. I'm an Aquarius moon shut up, shut up I'm not about to play with you I'm not about to play with you I'm not about to play <laughs> why with don't you just give me flowers okay you can have some shit no I don't want them now <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> um other flowers other flowers. So I did a thing at work. So um, we have an advocacy day where um, we take young people to the Capitol and there's a huge entire event. And my whole entire job is to make the annual events happen. So I made it happen. Ooh. And like flowers to myself because that shit was fucking stressful. A bitch was actively dying because for some reason um, stomach ulcers happen when you're stressed. <laughs> No, that's and real. that's a real thing. And so, like the day before, I was like sick, and I had to go to the hospital. And then I went to the thing, and I did the damn thing, and I showed up, and I did the thing, and I'm like super thankful for the young people and everybody showing up. It was beautiful. Shout out to the people who were like, "Isaac, are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm good. I'm just like not eating anything because if I eat anything, it'll make my stomach hurt." And I lived. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Got my job done. Getting paid. Love making that, that queen. Love money. Love yes. healing stories. <laughs> Love the trajectory of your future. <laughs> Other flowers. <laughs> I would like to give flowers to Patrick Blanchard, my no. first husband, because I married him in college, got that ring. <laughs> and um, he just moved back to L.A. And I went to visit L.A. And I also, like, didn't ask people to house me till very last minute because that's my MO. And day before was like, oh, Patrick, I think I'm homeless. Can I stay with you when I'm in LA? And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. So that was nice because then we just like shared a bed. and It was really cute. Plus that bed was very comfortable. Which your first husband. My first husband. So it was very wholesome because God intends us to share a bed. Um, Other flowers I want to give tangentially related because I was in LA Mm -hmm. flowers to Katie Ellis dope person and just moved there as well so I got to spend some really nice like restorative time with her Um, Kim Castillo who like literally knows all the cool places to go in LA so ask her for recommendations because we ate some really good food Mm -hmm. and like I am gonna think about that day for a long time because the food was so good so like Kim knows all the cool places in L.A. and also is a really dope, giving human who just is lovely. So, like, flowers to her, um, her new bae, Anna, cute, love it, <laughs> giving her flowers. Love that. Who else do I want to give flowers to? My friend Gina, also in L.A., took us to this nice little, like, throwback bar. Oh, like, listen to, bar. Yeah, I was waiting for Chingy. Didn't happen, but Damn. I still, still thought of him. Always thinking of you, Chingy. Like, flowers to Chingy. <laughs> flowers to you as well. Maybe more, a little bit more than my other friends. Love you. Think of you when I put my pants on. Um, and yeah, just like also just flowers to 
people who feel like I never get a flower. You get one today on this I pod. love that. Because yes. I feel like that sucks to feel like that. And I want them to have flowers because sometimes, you know, like when you play like raffle games, I literally never win on those things. And that's fine. I know that I'm that person. But if I was that person in this scenario, today I get a win. Yeah. I think that like people who are just like listening and like really love the podcast and like tune in, like y'all are so cool. And mm-hmm. a New Year's goal that I have set for the podcast is that we get 500 followers. We can do that. And I think that's like simple. But We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We can't do it ourselves. No. Nope. We have to get people to share our content. Yeah. Like, Engage with us in other like social media platforms. You know, we got an Instagram, we got a Twitter, we got a Facebook. Please, like, if you're listening to it right now and you're like, just like, you know, enjoying yourself, then take this moment to like share it with someone who hasn't listened to it and just be like, I love this podcast because, and then just like tell them like a quick little reason, like, don't do a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to do a lot. You're busy. Right. But like, you know, offer that up because it's just good. Like, I just like, even people who I've talked to who's like, oh, I've heard about it, that makes me happy. Like, even if they haven't listened yet, it's like, yeah, someone told me about it. And it's like, if you're talking about it, then, like, we're, you know, getting out there, meeting some new people, and they'll get to learn way too personal details about my mental health. Uh, look, because these people don't need to know everything that they know about me, but you know so many things about me. Like, I feel like we are having a personal connection, me Absolutely. and you, the person who is listening to me in their earbuds at this current moment. Ew. We're best friends. Contain We've been yourself. best friends. Contain yourself. I don't understand why you're not telling your other friends about me. I'm your best friend. I will say that somebody did approach me while I was with a colleague <laughs> in downtown Seattle. And they were like, like literally walked up to me and was like, thank you for doing the podcast. And That's I was so like, wow, thanks. Like, because they were so cool. I was like, this is awesome. But then I didn't get to find out who this person was. And it was also just like a shocking moment. So I didn't like think fast enough to be like oh tell me about you and your story because I'm not that smooth for those who are listening and thinking wow she's got to be smooth I'm not and so (laughs) and so like that was really dope and I'm just like I loved I love hearing that people are listening in Mm -hmm. and just like you know taking any good from it that they can yeah and hopefully it's helping and making you smile yeah because you know we got to get the small wins Little tiny get, ones. Little tiny ones all add up things. to big ones. Yeah. So, like, keep doing tiny, small, beautiful mm. things. Hopefully you keep having tiny, small wins with us. Oh, 100% you will. Yes. Um. On that note, goodbye. Bye. Have Be blessed and black and highly favored. And we promise you we will send out another episode before you don't get to feel black blessed and highly favored exactly because it's what black history month slash black future month slash blackity black 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 black